trigger warning. Content discussed in this episode may be inappropriate and or triggering for some listeners. Topics may include violence, death, child loss, sexual assault, abuse, pregnancy loss, abortion, miscarriage, and other things that might be upsetting. My name's Kate Miller. I am Jackie McGranahan, and this is the expecting ominous music mm. podcast. It's <laughs> a whale sound. So, what we've been expecting for a while has now come to reality. The Dobbs decision happened on Friday. So, um, what do you think about Dobbs, Kate? I was one of those idiots, which is a word my daughter just learned, that thought it was going to be 15 weeks. Mm. I thought they were going to do 15 weeks, which I was, like, obviously very opposed to. And so when the leaked decision came out, I was one of those idiots that was shocked and we're now living in a state that has zero abortion. And when I was driving back from Florida this morning, I'm like, every single one of these states doesn't have access to abortion. Mm. We were the first ones. Kentucky. I think as of... Yeah, I guess I'm not even really sure about Florida and Alabama. I just assumed. Mm-hmm. Well, the assumptions... Uh, Kentucky hit very early, as did another Midwest state. Yeah. Indiana hasn't. That's the Bell of Kentucky. No, it's the Bell of Louisville, Jackie. Whatever. That's so Bell of Louisville. I don't think we can record in here again. <laughs> okay. That's our producer. She's concerned with quality of sound. Obviously, we're not. So, um, stick to the area, though. Yeah. So, I'm not going to give you another I told you so because we've already been down that road. But, uh, the Dobbs decision, it hit Kentucky hard because we had a trigger law that immediately banned abortion. There was no way. There was no wait for the attorney general to sign some document. Right. It went into effect immediately, and abortion was banned with um, no exemptions for rape or incest, and it's just out. And since Friday, it's been, when it first happened, it almost didn't seem, it was like that moment where it doesn't seem like reality. Yeah. Where, and then when I was driving to work, I was like, I, I have a few minutes right now in this car ride. I have eight minutes where none of this is real. Yeah. Where it's not real yet. And then as soon as I got to work, it, like, it became real. Yeah. And then um, looking at how it will impact my family, it won't like it will other families. What worries me are folks who don't have those same options. Right, yeah. And that stuff, that's, that's scary. I saw I saw this uh, tweet that, you know, and I've seen so many memes and tweets and all of that stuff, but I saw this tweet, and it was like a conversation between a husband and his wife, and the husband was saying, so do you think there are going to be more people who commit suicide now since they know they're pregnant? And the wife was responding with, yes. Or their partners will just kill them. Right. Yeah. And that's what I think most folks aren't. They don't realize how common that is. And so with our podcast, The Post Row, I did, I looked up some statistics on that. And 
Pregnant women in the U.S. die by homicide more than twice the rate of any other pregnancy-related cause. So it's not like it's number one by a couple percentage points. It's almost double. And um, becoming pregnant increases your risk of homicide between the ages of 10 and 44, 16% higher than people who aren't pregnant. And we all know maternal mortality is on the rise in the United States because of inadequate access to health care. Staff who are poorly trained in obstetric emergencies. Subpar care given to black women because of racism. And of these homicides of pregnant folks, two-thirds of those occur in their own home suggesting it's intimate partner violence. Black women are eight times more likely to be killed. Black women who are recently pregnant are two and a half times more often than white women killed. And when you're looking at folks, young folks who are between 10 and 19, young people are six times more likely to die Sure. Black women between 10 and 19 are 12 times more likely to die. You know, we need, there has to be some type of public understanding of the harms and risks that happen and that are associated with being pregnant that go so far beyond this is uncomfortable for me. <laughs> There's this really false narrative that goes around about how pregnancy is the happiest time in your life and it's such a beautiful glowing wonderful time and for so many people that's just absolutely false (laughs) and it's so much more shameful when it is false because of the narrative yes and you feel so embarrassed that you're not yes like when I was pregnant I've never had a baby shower I was never it was never it was difficult and hard every time it wasn't ever fun it wasn't ever I don't have any pictures of myself pregnant I don't have any it just wasn't anything that I was celebrating Because it was so difficult, so scary, so nervous, and just harmful. And I think that there is a constant and there's a constant, constant thought of all the other people who, who have those, who have similar experiences. And um, there's this quote by this woman. Her name is Alana C. Brown, and she's the executive director of Safe Sisters Circle. And it is so touching to me. And it's, there's a history in this country of black women being physically abused, sexually abused, having a lack of control of their own bodies, and people hurting their bodies. People don't believe black women when they say they are in pain. And it that always just really touches me. Because without hesitation, black women deserve protection. All people, <clears throat> all birthing people deserve bodily autonomy. Do you have anything else to say about Dobbs? I mean, I don't think there's much to add. I mean, there's a lot to add, but I think, like, we already don't have control over our reproduction. Like, I am on birth control. It's a pill because the IUD wasn't good for me, so I take a pill every day. I'm with a husband who only... Um, I mean, we only have sex when I'm consenting to sex. So, like, I'm very privileged in that way that not only am I not being 
assaulted but i'm not being coerced or pressured like so many people are and like i have been i mean i'm sure everyone around this table has been like it's just an experience you have certainly as a woman i know other genders too that's a real that's a real thing that's a real thing of how many people can say i had sex with someone because i didn't want to fight yeah i didn't want to have that argument I didn't want to do it, and I wasn't comfortable, and I wanted to say no. But saying no, I knew what saying no was going to be. Right. So it was easier to just do it. Yeah. And not think about it. Yeah. And the fact that we can do it and not think about it. Yeah. How fucking fucked up is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're socialized from a young age to disassociate from our body. Yeah. <laughs> like, in that way. So, like, of course, like, because we're objects, not people were taught that from a young age so I think like even with all of those advantages that I have that do enable me to have somewhat more control over whether or not my body reproduces like ultimately it's still a gamble you know and if I were to get pregnant now I don't want like we can't afford I don't want to be pregnant but like you said like I'm in a position where Like, I have the privilege to be able to make decisions that are best for me. But then I also think about that moment when I got genetic testing and just, like, the moment before they read you the response and, like, the deep fear and anxiety that you have over not having any control Mm -hmm. over the health of your fetus or your baby and, like, not, you know, in Kentucky... If you get a tragic diagnosis related to your pregnancy, what? There's so much around it that isn't easy. And just, I don't know. I don't mean to interject, but just like I think about all of our stories are so not pleasant pregnancies for various reasons, right? I was on public rest for 20 weeks. Oh my God. Like, because it didn't want to miscarry. Like, yeah. I did, like supplemental. Like progesterone, so I wouldn't miscarry like every night for the first like fourteen weeks. I'm, oh like, my mean, god! Just like you know, and thankfully it all worked out. But like, I mean, it's just not the con- to constantly be worried about like if I do yes. the wrong thing, uh, it, it, am I going to lose my baby? I mean, it's it, that was so hard to make in the first place, right? Yeah. Like it's just, I mean, it's yeah, and it's so hard. It's like so it's hard. so hard to get pregnant mm-hmm. in so many different circumstances, mm-hmm. and the and the whole thing, of course, is like the, the irony of like who has control of their mm-hmm. of their reproduction and who doesn't. At one point in their lives, do they? But yeah, it's so difficult, and of course, like it's just obvious to say at this point that like if if there was true investment in in and what we claim to care about, like it, we would make it easier on people mm-hmm. to be able to access the treatment that they mm-hmm. need. And everyone, this is that was Tori. <laughs> Hello, that's our producer. That's our beautiful producer. Look at her. So beautiful. <laughs> see, we need we need a video. We need a video we so can people one. can see. I think I know someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait, if I could just say one thing because I thought that, I don't remember who said it on Friday, Jackie. I'm, I should remember, but uh, I, whoever said it perfectly articulated that like the feeling is like having a family member in hospice, and that it's like you know the death is coming, you're like prepared for it, like but when it actually happens, it still hurts and the loss is still there, and you still have to pick up the pieces. And I just keep thinking about that because I think anybody that's been paying attention know mm-hmm. knew this was coming and. But it's still like I'm not shocked at all. It is just still Yeah, it there's still grief. Yeah. And and how many people I, I grieve like how many people are gonna die between now and then, right? And the one of the things that's uh, has stuck out to me is the commentary on um the bell safe Global. yeah, there's the bell. Global. She's got something to say. She's a woman. Um <laughs> is the commentary which I haven't read the opinion. I knew there was something about this room. Yeah. It's just so beautiful, but I there's know. something. It's not right. Also, look at this fog, by the way. Like, yeah, it's right. really spooky. But the shit in the opinion related to safe haven laws and, like, how there are all of these opportunities to, like, birth a child and then hand a child off as if adoption is simple, as if safe haven laws are simple, 
But like to completely ignore the labor that is pregnancy and like the trauma that is birth and as if it's nothing, as if it's nothing, it's nothing. Or the shame and stigma and all of the things that come along with you getting pregnant, having, giving birth, having an adoption, all of those things. It's, it's so unfair. And I, over the weekend, there was um, someone that, someone that I knew a few years ago, there, I knew her mother, and a lot of folks from the area, from the area that I knew them, they were all sharing a post, and it was from... I think it had over seven or eight hundred shares and it was still going and it was from a she was 22 now but she was sharing the story of what had happened to her at 12 and she was molested by her stepfather she got pregnant at 12 years old she showed the picture of herself at 12 when she found out that she was pregnant by her stepfather and how if you the law now in Kentucky would prevent her from, from accessing accessing an abortion as if there aren't enough obstacles in place when you're the victim of incest and she t- went on to talk about that like how how um, you have to prove, yeah. How you have to prove that you're raped, even though, even if you are a twelve-year-old child who is pregnant, they still had to prove that this happened. That wasn't enough proof. And imagine if it's that hard. It's like don't for ever bring a, a man into your home, Jesus Christ. Like, are you kidding me? And I'm, and it's just that uh, it now has 1,000 shares. Yeah. That, and that's not an isolated incident. No. People, people like to believe that that's something that doesn't happen or that's something that's not real, but that's so far from the truth. I was just speaking with someone today, today talking about Dobbs and they were talking about sexual assault and things happening to them as a child. Yeah. Kentucky's number one. For child abuse, yeah. Number one. Number one. And, and it got worse during COVID. Uh, I mean, you just, you cannot control. I mean, I don't know if we want to say it. It's like you can't control who's going to ejaculate in you, essentially. No. You don't nope. have control over that. Sometimes you do. But when it really comes down to it, you don't. Nope. You have absolutely zero autonomy whatsoever. Yep. To something happens. Yeah. To some, you're both doing it. Well, like that Facebook Live where that girl's on there and she's like, I'm in the ER. And the person's what? like, well, you're fine, but we've tested you for chlamydia. You're positive. Just to, <laughs> and she's like, I'm on live. I'm on live. <laughs> she's trying to get it <laughs> Okay, do you know my story about when I was wrongfully told I had chlamydia? <laughs> one time. Did you call people? One, uh, yeah, Mike and I had just started dating. <laughs> this is a good story, I my think. Now yeah, my now husband. Yeah, my now husband. So I was at work at oh, wait, our old we office. Start recording again. It's still recording. She'll okay. get this stuff. Okay, sorry. But I, I <laughs> am very happy for this to be in there. So okay. I get a call from University of Louisville Hospital. I answer it. Uh, is this Catherine Miller? Yes. Is this your birthday? Yes. We are calling to inform you that um, your test results for chlamydia came back. It is positive. And I was like, <gasps> you know, and like, this my whole, is bizarre. My whole fit <laughs> got so hot. And I was like, it's so weird because I haven't had an appointment in, in months. And the woman on the other line was like, excuse me? And I was like, I haven't been there in months. And she was like, hold on a second. What's your social security number? 
I told her my social security number. She was like, I need to call you right back. And I was like, well, are you going to call me back, like, soon? <laughs> and um, she said, yes. And then she hung up. I called my boyfriend and was like, you gave me chlamydia. And he was like, no, I didn't because I just got tested before we had slept together because he's a quality man. So then I was like, well, then I've given you chlamydia. <laughs> My bad. And that's not even the first STD I had to tell him about. So then the lady calls back. No, it was a different Catherine Miller in Jefferson County had a really bad day that day. <laughs> I know. What's her heart? I'll tell you what. I take chlamydia over was, pregnancy. And that, heck yeah, chlamydia is a chalky. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Pour it up. It's over with. Because one time I did have an STD and I was so shocked by it. <laughs> But every other thing that I saw near my vagina, I was like, that's an STD. Like and the doctor, Facebook. I went to a free clinic, too. And they were like, ma'am, that's what your vagina looks like. Like, they're just wacky looking. I was like, oh. Well, it's, Dobbs is bad. I have to say that I, again, I thought you weren't going to say. It was it. coming. Yeah, oh, I know. I, I wasn't know. saying it to you. I was just saying, in general, Yeah, I knew. Just in case you didn't know that I knew things. And apparently now, gay marriage and birth control. Clarence Thomas, listen. If there, he looks, he looks like he would do something creepy. Oh, well, and th- there's congressional testimony from Anita Hill, right? That he did. He sexually she tried to warn Yeah. She tried to tell us. But no one wanted to listen to her, and now we're stuck with fucking Clarence fucking Thomas. I mean, same with, like, Brent Kavanaugh and Christina. He's the word. I love beer or whatever. (laughs) That was so weird. Till they die. Yeah. Till they die. People like Clarence Thomas live forever. Look at Donald Trump. How is he still living? Look, Donald Trump's look like he's aged 30 years. Have you seen him lately? No, because he doesn't have a Twitter anymore. Oh, he's Otis. He's 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 not looking good. Is it your turn to go first? It's been a while. I went second last time oh, because I had so a really long one. Speaking of which jobs, was not that long. How was your how was your vacation? Trip? I did. I saw you. Do I you know. remember? Yeah, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, do you remember everyone? FaceTimed you was like congratulations Jack because I had been talking about you for like 40 minutes at that point yeah I was like congratulations okay like, they're all drunk is... <laughs> no but it was legitimate congratulations okay I don't want to talk about my vacations oh. it was boring it was fun <laughs> fun and boring I mean it's like you had like it was a house full of kids yeah I think we've had enough banter oh. let's get this shit going keep going I'm hungry going. which mine's not long for Disappointing reasons. I couldn't find a lot of information about Jackie Defoe online. And I think the reason why I couldn't find a lot of information is because it's a really recent case. So I was looking into uh, pregnant people who had been murdered who were indigenous because of the movement around missing and murdered indigenous women and how disproportionately they're 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 far more likely to experience violence. And so I came across the story of Jackie Defoe. So, and I think part of what pulled me to it is because a lot of the images that I found were like justice for Jackie, and obviously just seeing the name Jackie like sort of pulled me in. So oh, yeah. Jackie Defoe was uh, murdered in. 2020 2020 so very recently she was um only 27 years old so was my story. really she was 27 too mm-hmm. you know the curse of the 27 year olds no really Kurt Cobain Amy Winehouse oh, Jim yeah. Morrison Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix. yes Oh, weird. No, I didn't know that. Okay, so Jackie Defoe um, was only 27 years old. She was 13 weeks pregnant, and she had a toddler named Kevin. 
I know. I was like, Kevin's such a cute name for a toddler. Like, you don't see, like, you never see a baby named toddler or a baby named when Kevin. When you said Kevin, it, or I just instantly thought of like a miniature Kevin Hart. Oh, really? Oh. Which is really small. <laughs> I know. That's a really teeny <laughs> tiny person. So tiny. He's so little. Um, so, Jackie, as I said, I couldn't find a lot of information about her online, but there's one thing that I found that was like beautiful and there was a youtube channel you know because she was like 27 and this was so recent i was like there's got to be social media stuff about her you know like i found a facebook page but there wasn't a whole lot i couldn't find an instagram like i googled her name i googled her i facebook looked up everyone in her family that i could find information on to see if i could find anything and i didn't but when i went to youtube i found a youtube channel named jackie defoe and the most recent post was from 2019. She was murdered in 2020. And as I said, she had a toddler named Kevin, but she also had two older children. And this YouTube channel has like nine or 10 videos, maybe fewer than that, but not a whole lot of these two children who are playing the hand drum because, as I said, Jackie was an indigenous woman, and so her children were indigenous children, and so I think it's part of their culture is to play this hand drum, and these two kids are, like, amazing. Like, mm. obviously, I don't know anything about the hand drum, but, like, you could just see how talented these kids are, and so you can go online, and I'll share it in our media. Well, no, because it's the children. I don't want to share anything like that, but, like, it was just a beautiful... It was a beautiful thing, and it was especially beautiful because a couple of different stories mentioned that Jackie was sober, and that it appears that she had been dealing with substance use disorder for some time, and she had gotten some sobriety under her belt. And so she had, of course, she had custody of Kevin, her toddler, and obviously was in her other children's lives, which, like, when you're in the, like, throes of addiction, like, that's not always possible. Mm -hmm. So um, she, from what her brother said and from what some other people said, she was sober now. And her mom, Tammy, also said that she was taking pipe laying classes. So, like, she had like a planned you know so um she also unfortunately met a person named sheldon james thompson who was i think 33 and he also i believe was indigenous and this is on the fond du lac reservation is where they lived which is in minnesota um the town that's referenced in some of the stories is cloquet but it's the fond du lac reservation so she meets Shelton, and actually her last post on Facebook was in a relationship, that, like, in a relationship post with, like, hearts, and people are like, oh, I'm so excited for you. And that was February of 2020, and she was murdered in March of 2020, so they were not together for very long. He had a history of accusations of violence against women. He had other serious accusations against him, and in the court records, it showed that he, at least from two other witnesses, that he was, of course, verbally abusive. He was violent to Jackie. He um, sexually assaulted Jackie. He sexually assaulted Jackie, like, e even more gr worse than... I can't even, I won't even get into like the specific details. He would go through her Facebook page. He actually changed her Facebook password so she couldn't get in and so he could read his, her messages. He went through her phone. Like all of these awful things that like are obviously examples of abuse and domestic violence. And probably some of those things like people, people looking through each other's, but like there are some things that are like you wouldn't necessarily, anyway, so... It's two-thirds, remember earlier, two-thirds of the victims of homicide are murdered in their home yeah. by a, their partner. So this is what happens to her. He murders her. He And actually, I think she had left. I think she had tried to leave him, which I think is also a common like time 
when someone is vulnerable to violence because I think it threatens the control and uh, and of the of the perpetrator of the abuser. So um, her mom was interviewed in a really great segment on PBS where her mom says that like she had come to live with her recently and so unfortunately she was in I guess their home with her toddler and um, Sheldon murdered her and her toddler and of course she was three weeks pregnant so like you can't there you're you know um, Sheldon also has a Facebook page and he is obviously a like the best word would be pathetic like there was all he was obviously very angry he had a lot of posts about being angry and I was looking up like what is a leading driver of homicide and one of the things that came up was income inequality because the United States has the highest rate of homicide in the like developed world or in countries with like the types of income levels that we have the United States has the highest rate by far and so I was trying to think about like what leads to this high rate of homicide and one of the themes that emerged was income inequality and it was really interesting when I was looking at his Facebook post it it it, it kind of demonstrated to me that like obviously he I would imagine this is common with domestic violence, particularly when someone's pregnant, that, like, he didn't have control in the way that he wanted to have control over her. So um, he murdered her. He then was, I mean, like, pretty quickly was picked up by law enforcement where he made some remarks about, like, I did it. I'm going away for a long time. Like, he had handprints at the scene. Um, So it, it... there was there was ample evidence that he was likely you know not likely that he was responsible for the murder to bring it back to what you said earlier like jackie was vulnerable jackie was vulnerable because she was an indigenous woman Mm -hmm. she was vulnerable because she had a substance use disorder she was vulnerable because obviously she didn't have access to money she was vulnerable because she was 13 weeks pregnant and 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 she was in a relationship with a man who obviously was violent. Yep. And so, again, this experience is going to be more common when individuals don't have even less control over their reproduction, have even less control because they're not going to have access to abortion. Yep. And, and it's not, it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying that Sheldon James Thompson isn't responsible and that he's not culpable for what happened. But, like, we all created this environment where she was vulnerable to violence. And and it's not going to be resolved by lengthening sentences or incarcerating people more often. Or certainly not by eliminating access to abortion. Yeah, and nothing changes. It doesn't bring any of these people back. I know. It doesn't bring and them w- back. And it's very, it's, it's always hard because, like, family members often talk about, like, you know, what justice looks like in a lengthy sentence. And obviously, I'm not in their position. I don't know. But, like, we've created a culture where we've conflated justice with punishment. And, like, I think that's really hard because you don't ever want, and I can't speak because to that experience. Because justice has to equal, equal vengeance. Exactly. And that's not, it's Mm -hmm. like that quote, which I really like about vengeance. Like if you seek vengeance, dig two graves, because ultimately like, that's not what, I don't think that's probably Mm -hmm. what healing feels like. And not only was Jackie someone who had suffered with substance use disorder, there seemed to be quite a bit of evidence that Sheldon also suffered with substance use disorder. I don't know at the time what sort of uh, like drugs he might've been on or uh, drunk or whatever, but, like, clearly he didn't have total control over his faculties. And he was a douchebag. Yeah. He was a huge du- He still is a huge douchebag, I'm sure. <clears throat> well, That's it. That's my sad story. Well, my story is not much different from yours. It's the story of Andrea Lloyd, who's 27, and Xavier oh, Johnson, who's 32. Yeah, but what is different is, so Andrea 
and Xavier, they've been together for 11 years. Oh. They've been together a long time. <clears throat> they had two small kids, and she was six weeks pregnant with their third kid. You know, and all of her family, all of their family said that there were no red flags that they looked See, that's and the seen. opposite of my story where everyone was like, there are a million red flags here. Okay, yeah. keep going, sorry. No, they said there were no red flags. Like, they had seen, they looked happy, and they thought everything was fine, other than Andrea had found out Xavier was cheating. Yeah. So, she is a caretaker taking care of people in their home at night. So, she's there... At this home, and it's 12.30, and while she's there, they have one of those ring doorbells Mm -hmm. that, which by now, I mean, doesn't everyone know the ring sees everything? Yeah, it sees everything. And also, like, I have a problem with ring doorbells, but we can talk about that in a minute. I am a fan. It's like a constant surveillance state. You know the police can, can request that. They don't even need a... Well, we'll come back to it. Then there's good reason in this example that you're sharing right now. Exactly. Well, like, why are we surveilling ourselves? I'm surveilling my neighbors. Well, that's true. <laughs> I need to know what everyone is doing. And then, plus, my mom's got this constant thing with the people. She does not like how the my neighbor treats... The boat thing? With the, yeah, the the big playground. She does not like how they treat their dogs. Do they have kids? Like, why do they have that We can't figure out what's going on. We can't figure out what's going on. It's like somebody, some, there's kids there that go there. The kids are bad as fuck. Yeah. They're like, all the time, they have this trampoline. Which, by the way, we got a trampoline, too. Like, huh, take that. (laughs) I can get some kids jumping on that trampoline, too. Yeah, but you're not going to get a giant ship-shaped playground like they have. We had a fence. That playground thing they have? Yes, it's huge. Patty would go ham. Yeah, it's really... It's huge. And they have... We have a big fence, and the kids would jump on the trampoline and, like, look over the fence and, like, talk shit to my mom. (laughs) And she was like... How old are the kids? Oh, they're young. They're young. And so they sat there talking stuff to my mom. And then they're mean to their dogs. That's that's, that's, that's the main thing. They would leave their dogs outside in the rain. And then, yeah, who does that? Who like, does why that? Why have dogs? Why? Why have so dogs? Many, so mean. But so my mom would, uh, she's consistently, it's like a hidden feud. Yeah. You know, like when she sees them, it's like. Yeah. You know, and then since she's mad at them, then we have to be mad at them. Oh, you have to. But then sometimes his mail comes, so we have to go take it to him real pissed. And throw it in his face. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, while we were out of town, speaking of neighbors, one of uh, my husband's... Did they steal your... What? Yeah, you couldn't think of one thing that I have to steal. (laughs) No, (laughs) your... What's that part of your car? Shit. <laughs> no, because I don't have a car right now because it's still at the shop. Um, no, our neighbors, opposite situation. Uh, a friend of ours picked something up at the house, locked the door behind him using the spare key, locked the bottom lock that doesn't open with the key. You know, the twisty part lock. So our neighbors, bless their hearts, two of them, Rich and Don, prompt Don propped Rich up on his shoulder so that Rich could break into our house to get our dog the love and care that she needed. Isn't that something? Opposite neighbors. That's community. That's community. That's community. But do they share doobies with you? That's the real question. Um, Rich and Don have not. I think they would. I don't know if they're down. We've drank together. How do you get to that place where you ask them? Oh, it's really easy. You say, do you want to smoke some weed? <laughs> I mean, it's the Highlands. Yeah. The neighborhood's pretty weed-friendly. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you, what, my neighborhood is a lot safer than yours, and I think we've proved that several, several times. Safer several in what times. regard? Um, oh, like theft? Theft. Sure. That seems right. 
your car has been oh, broken whoa. into several Hold times. Hold on a second. When I went to get my car work done, guess what neighborhood it was in? Yours. And guess what the owner of the shop said to me when I came to pick it up? He said, somebody tried to steal the catalytic converter out of it again last night. <laughs> we caught it on video, but there was nothing to steal. So, I don't know. It's not exactly your neighborhood, but it's close. <laughs> Your car is not meant to have a catalytic converter. I know. know. That's why when there was that bill this year on catalytic converters, I was like, I can testify in favor and opposition to the bill. Because it's. I don't want increased penalties, but also I am a victim. Consistent. Consistent victim. Okay, I'm so sorry. I got us really Okay, so anyway, Xavier went to... Andrea. So he was cheating on her. He was cheating she on was her. She was at work. They have a ring. She's at her work. They they capture on the ring Xavier ringing the doorbell, Andrea coming to the door, him assaulting her, attacking her, oh kidnapping her, picking, taking his her. Wife his wife. His 10 years. The mother of his children. The mother of two well, of they're his together. Two of his 10 years. Children. Years. And she's pregnant now. Beating her, then taking her and putting her in the trunk of her own car and driving off. It's just like that one story that got so much attention. And then the next person, no one knows what's happened. The next person goes to the shift, there's no one there. You know, so that's when everything starts. They go in to look and... um they find him they start the the police are notified then one of the family members sees him in this neighborhood and he has this pickup truck and so he's arrested um you know they have the ring footage and then the police start looking around the area. They bring cadaver dogs mm-hmm. because if you've ever seen Dateline cadaver dogs if cadaver dogs are out crime so fucking solved. Mm. I wonder if cadaver dogs ever get it wrong. They do. I've read about it. They do false drug dogs. Confirmation. Yeah, drug dogs. Yeah. I don't know about cadaver dogs. Well, I don't see how cadaver dogs... Well, the cadaver actually, dogs found the on the back of his pickup, you know how people have that metal box? Mm-hmm. They find end up finding Andrea in the metal box. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. You know, in the area where oh, his car was. And what I thought was so, what was different about, and then her children, um, at last, in the different articles that I read, the last ones were, they were with her father, Arnold Lloyd. He was raising her children. And has he been convicted? The pro- oh, he was charged when with was murder, this? kidnapping, assault, burglary, and and can I ask what the race is? The- they are black people. So is that why there wasn't a Netflix special on it? Because it's very similar to the yeah. This just happened. This was twenty twenty one. Oh, whoa. Has he been convicted yet? Do you know? Um, I don't... He was charged... I didn't see... Okay. I don't think he's been it's convicted yet. Because he was charged with first-degree murder, kidnapping, assault, burglary. He's been charged with all those things, but not convicted. And it's in Florida. So, yeah. you know, they're going to try to do the death penalty, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But, you know, what this... This case highlighted, again, intimate partner violence... When you're pregnant, two-thirds more likely to get killed in your home or by someone that you are in a relationship yeah. with. And that, and that is something that all of us know. Yeah. All of us know. You know, like, we know that when you were talking earlier, Tori, I was thinking about, I saw on TikTok over the weekend, the 45-second rule telling folks and this was this registered nurse and she was telling this story of she was in um she was working and a and a young girl had came in there and she was a 
a victim of sexual assault. And she was stopped at her apartment complex and was just checking her mail. And someone had come up, and she's just oh, reading the mail. Yeah, I did. And someone came up with a crowbar, busts her window out, pulls her out, puts her in the car, you know, beats her nearly to death, has her for days, puts her eye out, and then she's in the hospital, and the detective tells the nurse, you have 45 seconds. When you get to your car, you drive off. You don't stop. You don't, you know, wait around. You know, like, you need yeah, to go. Yeah, and you should lock your doors as soon as you get in. But he busted the window oh, out, yeah. so no door locking is going to help. You know, like, you just need to move. You know, like, get that car going. Have you ever, and then, so that prompted a conversation, because I have this group chat with my mom and my sister and Malika, and so that started this chat, you know, where I'm telling Malika, because my daughter, oh. she's small. Yeah, she's petite. You know, she's mm-hmm. just a little tiny thing. She's like 4'11", and I'm like, you got you got to move. And my sister's saying, you know, there are all kinds of things happen, you know, like I'm walking with my keys like this, da 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 we all are doing that, remember? The key knife? Yeah. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've done that. But you know what is really funny? and really pisses me off is, I don't know if you remember this, but I feel like in the, like, late 20, like, before 2010, early, in the early 20-aughts or whatever, you would get these forwarded emails, okay? You'd get these forwarded emails that some man in the Walmart parking lot is coming up to women and putting ether, and I was like, guess what? There's nothing I can do. There's nothing. There's no amount of keys you can put in between your fingers to stop you from getting ethered from behind in the Walmart parking lot. And this is not true. The stories aren't true. So why are they being circulated? And my suspicion has always been that they are a tool of manipulation and oppression that I just don't quite understand yet. But do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember getting those? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, like, the ones where it's, like, uh, they'll slice your Achilles heel. Like, yes. Like, into your car. Yes. And, like, or they mark your car. And, like, yes. Like and you're, like, if that's true, which it isn't, there's nothing I could have done about it. Well. Like, the story right there, you're, like, 45 seconds. Guess what? If I pull out in 45 seconds in my alley, I'll probably hit a kid. So, like, I can't really. Do you know, I thought of that when I left Friday, left here Friday to get my car Friday night, and then I was just, like, because I had seen that, and then, like the night before, and I was just like, "Okay, I walked the court, like put my seatbelt back." But it was like, "That's not enough time to get out of the parking spot." Like, yeah, it's, like it's like, it, it's riskier, and ultimately, it comes back to the reality that, like, overwhelmingly, the most likely person that's going to kill you is the person you're living with in your house right now. Exactly, and that shit can be a distraction. But in the early I mean, not that odds, that story's not. I only got emails saying that Saddam Hussein was from Kenya and he wasn't actually an American, <laughs> or no. Barack Obama. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Dude! That, that was, it was Barack Hussein Obama, so maybe that's where you got that. It is, because they would only refer to him as Barack Hussein Obama. One time my mom and that was the only email chains I would get. Watch my mom hear this, and it's probably going to make her mad, but one time she forwarded me an email that was a poem from Maya Angelou, and there were like typos and misspellings, and I was like, Mom. Um, you know, this isn't for my Angelou. She said, oh, I know, Katie, but I thought it was a nice sentiment. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I don't know. I think we shouldn't do that. <laughs> or like the teddy bears that are moving. Yeah, saying, it's like hearts. You. It's like beginning gifts. <laughs> okay, so that was a really um, fucked up story. But i think it gets us to the point we're trying to make which this place is fucked up and pregnant people and true crime podcasts like ours are what's gonna save us there's a new dayline <laughs> out called the first night about what what do you mean dayline comes out twice a week they got a new like a spinoff oh oh i love it it's called the night of or the first night yeah or... that sounds good I'll listen to that. Remember the thing about uh, Pam? I don't think it's a podcast yet. Oh, it's on TV. The thing about Pam just pisses... I can't even watch it because it pisses me the that fuck off. That dude got off. convicted. Like, how... You bitch. You fucking prosecuting bitch. You knew. Yes. There were several yes. signs yes. that you knew yes. you're wrong. Yeah. And you were going to keep going. 
keep going no matter what because you can yeah. give a fuck no it prosecutors was like her it and even when they're interviewing her and they got the one i can't uh, is it mankowitz or yeah, who, which mankowitz. one is it Good job. yeah one of them who's like but all the evidence all the evidence <laughs> really points to that you were wrong and she's like, no, 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 never. no. It's like that episode, that one I did last week about the serial killer that never got an arrest warrant issued after 11 bodies were found in his yard. And the guy on, <laughs> on camera says, in hindsight, in hindsight, <laughs> That's my favorite. in hindsight, we probably Maybe. should have. Not guaranteed. He did say he left in probably. Not going to guarantee it. Because they're fucked up. Or... My favorite is that one real good-looking blonde-headed dude from California that's on so many datelines. I'm like, how could he possibly be the prosecutor in that many cases? Oh, yeah. Well, he's probably just a consultant. He is. Yeah. But he's only a consultant. But any case that happens in California, he's the prosecutor he's that's the talking yeah. about it. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm. That's that big consultant money. That's what... I do want to add, could you please... Why would you not like ring cameras? Because, you have no good reason. No, here's why. Because ring camera, something happens at your neighbor's house. They have, I don't know, a package stolen. Okay, big deal. You know what I mean? Like to Amazon, big deal. Replace the package. Steal my package. You're Guess what? A fucking box of cat litter. It, well, there you go. So your neighbor has something stolen. They say it's worth a lot of money. Maybe the police come. Maybe the, they say, oh, yeah, Jackie has a ring camera. Now the police I are wish at you your would. house. I wish you would. Asking for your ring camera I footage. wish you would. No, but bitch. But guess what? Most people are probably going to be like, fine. So, like, do we really want a bunch of privately operated cameras that then turn over surveillance footage? I would never to give surveillance to you any of my neighbors. You wouldn't. Well, now that surprises me. I thought your neighbors across the street were your friends. <laughs> What made you think that? If you like expecting and you want to hear more, please subscribe, rate, and review. And when you review, tell us which host you like better. And give us some examples of why. It can be that she's better looking. It's a podcast, though. I know. Fuck. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> they don't know. We did it. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The views expressed are strictly our own and not that of anyone else, including our employer or anyone who employs us. We hope that this pod sheds light on issues that perpetrate a culture of violence towards women, trans people, people of color, and black people, and other people that are oppressed and experience oppression. In an effort to make the post-Roe world a safer and more rad place for everyone.